Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. I wasn't planning on doing this because I got home at a decent time, but I got a lot to read for Geek Brunch and DC Spotlight. So I was like, maybe I should just read some comics, but then I thought to myself, well, I could probably do a, a quick one and uh, be done with it. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, I uh, already did my uh, weekly reads, so I don't have to go calculate everything. And I also have a big stack of two weeks worth of comic books, which I've all alphabetized, sorted by DC, Marvel, and other. And then I sort all those by company, the independents. And so I got two two piles. Well, actually, it's like four piles, but of comics that I need to scan into the database too and bag and board. I'd like to start that tonight just so uh, I can spend the morning reading. Um, but yeah, it's still a lot of comics that are being processed. Last weekend I spent, we had a three-day weekend, and I read a okay amount of comics, but what I was focusing on, which I should have focused on what I needed to read for this week, uh, that way I'm not cramming it all in but uh i really was in the mood to just take all the kickstarters i had and just marshal through them and just read them so that's where i was really focused on and i read like i don't know 10 15 that was about 10 I, i'm exaggerating probably about 10 um kickstarters two of them which were extra thick dust pirates and gunwork they were more like prestige format type comic books and uh marshaled through those um uh talked to ed at the comic store today i was real curious to see how his first signing went uh with uh, clayton crane which happened on wednesday uh i didn't think it would have a good show out just because the uh, the, sh the store's kind of tight with all the comic books that he has, back issues and current issues and toys and pops. and There's not a lot of room to walk in. Um, but uh, he said it went really well. And uh, another guy was there, and he said that, yeah, it went, it went really – There was he said there was a line of people, and Clayton Crane was happy with everything that he sold. So I'm glad that it went well, and it's going to lead him to have more signings. Why well, I didn't go, I, I'm not – I don't know why, but I'm not into signings. Um, I never have. The only time I'll get a book signed is that I'm at a convention. I won't go dig a book out of a, a box to get signed. I, I just too lazy to do that. But if I buy something from that person um, at the convention, then I get it signed by the individual. Or if I buy, you know, I'm an artist alley and there's people there that are selling their wares and I, I buy their their books, then I also have them sign it if they do it for free. If they charge like for a signature, I nah I'm not not up for that. I don't there's people that like signatures and there's people that don't. In Kickstarters I'll always say, Oh yeah, sign sign it if it's free, but if it costs anything, even a buck then I don't want the signed copy. So <laughs> that's just, everybody has their things. That's not my thing is this, the signature stuff. So um, uh, I did get a lot of uh, questions and uh, I wanted to dig into those. 
Um, so I got bookmarks and Harley's having a fit because she's getting ready to eat. But uh, let's see what I start with. Uh, the, Glenn Car Clark asked the first question because um, I don't think there's any before that. Uh, yep, there's none before that. Did you ever get around to answering the question I had on how do you keep track of what books you've already read and which ones you haven't? Uh, if so, dang, I missed it. Yes, I did answer that question. But uh, Dallow, who also listens to the podcast, didn't know the answer to it. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll repeat myself. Uh, the... When I started Mike M's Weekly Reads, I started tracking what I was reading. So that all goes into like a notepad file where I get all the information from this for this podcast. You know, I, I total up all that I read for the week. I, I rank them and do that. And that start. Well, let's see. I'll just go. I'll go there. When did that start? That started uh, – it's hard to tell because around 2013. So um, that started around 2013 where I actually started tracking what I've read. And uh, where things go in terms of boxes, the boxes that are the red – get placed in different locations than the box on the to read. So there like I can tell you if I go into the basement, like these are all red, this wall here is red, these DCs are red, these marvels are red. Um everything that was prior to that, when I wasn't going crazy with buying, it was all red. So like everything I bought from Albuquerque was red. All all of the issues that I bought through 20 see I started this in 2006 that's when I started to get a lot of comic books so everything up to like 2004 was read like I had read it I purchased it I bought it I read it and then things got out of control I started buying more and more and then I couldn't keep up but um Yes, yeah, so I, I track them all. Everything I read, that, that's how you get this podcast, is tracked. And that goes back to 2013. Before that, they just would go in a different box. Um, there's separate red DCs, there's separate red Marvels, and there's separate red others. And uh, they go in there. So th I hope that answers your question. That's how I track it. Uh, I don't track any of that in the database. So I can't tell you what I read. I... I I can tell you by where they're located, what I've read, and then everything after 2013, I pretty much tracked. I could tell you exactly what I read. I, I just searched for it. There are times when I was lazy and I didn't write the title like appropriately, uh, so sometimes it might be hard to track if I didn't get the exact title right. For example, maybe I read Beware of the Creeper and... I just called it creeper or something like that, then it might be harder to, to track. 
and I'm usually good about telling myself what volume that I read, but sometimes, but not always. Just depends how lazy I am or how uh, thorough I am. <laughs> and as, as time goes on, I'm getting lazier and lazier. So if that, I hope that answers your question. So uh, I think I got time for one more or two more. So uh, Dallow has a follow-on to that question. He says, are there any favorite books you reread, or is there no time for that? Oh, I reread stuff all the time. Most of the stuff I do for DC Spotlight is reread material. The new stuff, no, but the, the other stuff I... Almost 90% of the time I've read it already, and I'm just rereading it. Um, you see me posting a lot of the Defenders. That That's probably my third time through. Uh, I read it originally. The Defenders I own in singles. I own the Masterworks. I own the Omnibus. And I own digital, because I can read it on the app. And uh, I, I've read it. And the masterworks I've read it in the singles and now I'm kind of reading it digitally in the middle of the night so yes I, I read a lot uh, the retro geek brunch retro and DC spotlight have me reading a lot of issues that I've already read <clears throat> I shouldn't do that but I do it like defenders I absolutely I, I fucking love that book I mean it, it's my favorite team uh, next to the Freedom Fighters, but there's just so much more Defenders to enjoy than there are the Freedom Fighters. But I absolutely love, 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 love the Defenders. That's what got me like hardcore onto a team book, even though Justice League was my first one. It wasn't until I read like Steve Gerber Defenders that I realized this is something different. Like this, th this is. This is something more. There's more message here. There's more. It. I started to to realize. This is like something special to me. Like that's when I was like, oh, Defenders is. I I love a lot of comics, but Defenders is up there, highly up there. <clears throat> so. I'm gonna m remove that from bookmarks. Uh, remove tweet from bookmarks. Uh, remove tweet from bookmarks. I'll do one more. This is Chris uh, Pfeiffer at Cheese Cowboy on Twitter. Do you know anything about those mini comics that came with some of the Atari video games? Uh, I do have a few Atari Force comic books. I don't remember if there's like a Yars Revenge. Um, I didn't have them all. I did read them. I don't know where they are. I also own the Atari Force reprints that Dynamite did. I guess Dynamite got the rights to do Atari Force mini-comics because that was a strictly for Atari, like Atari owned them. But when Atari Force the proper came out, they created all new characters, and DC funded that as a licensed product. From Atari, but I think there's conflict of uh, who owns what, and that's why you'll never see like Atari Force in that. You'll you'll never see DC own, feels they own the rights to all the characters they created, and 
Atari feels, oh, you licensed my product and created it. So, like, when the Atari license was at Dynamite, uh, they did not reprint that, but they were able to reprint the mini-comics. So, do I have any other mini-comics? Yeah, stuff that came in, like, cereal boxes and, and such like that. Um... He says, I have a couple issues of Atari Force, but don't remember how many of these mini-comics were even distributed by them. Um, let's see. Atari Force Comics in Games. Atari Games. Atari Games. The five games that included the comics were Defender, I had that one. Berserk, I had that one. Star Raiders, I had that one. Phoenix and Galaxian, and I didn't have either of those games. So I remember Star Raiders was my least favorite, but Defender I played a lot, and Berserk, they were cool. So yes, there were five comics published in the games. Defender, Berserk, Star Raiders, Phoenix, and Galaxian. Galaxian I liked a lot. I don't know why I didn't own an Atari version of Galaxian, but I didn't. But um, that was by that was created by Jerry Conway and Roy Thomas, and then uh, Garcia Lopez and Jerry Conway and lots of other writers. But yeah, Atari Force was pretty damn cool. And uh, I think there have been like some mini comics for action figures and cereal and I have miscellaneous ones I even have the mini digest that they sold at the supermarket the DC blue ribbon digest those are really small just like the Archie digest that you see at the, the grocery store still today so yeah that that's a cool question um, let me go back and see if I can do one more so we got it's uh, where's the remove bookmarks? Chris also asks, what are your thoughts on artist editions? If you own any, are they worth the cost or not? I think that's a personal question, and each individual is going to have that. Uh, I ordered every Kirby uh, Fourth World artist edition, and they're they're beautiful to look at, but it didn't like inspire me to draw more because you see the art without the words and I'm to me the comic isn't complete without the words and the words are not complete without the art the story is not complete so I need both so uh, for me personally I don't think I'll ever buy an artist edition again uh, but I do have all of those extra large I I look through all of them when I got them uh, I didn't spend a lot of time in them like just looking at each page and seeing all the footnotes. I kind of thumbed through them as I got them, like the Commandy, the New Gods, and there's a Mr. Miracle. <coughs> so are they worth the cost? Yeah, for me personally, I was I, I thought they were really well done, but I wouldn't get another one for, for me. But I, I know there's a lot of process junkies and people that like to see art like that. And that's really who it's for. What keeps you away from them? 
just because I've been there, done that, and they didn't like rock my boat because they don't have the story. Even though Kirby's line is amazing. So, uh, I love the idea, but usually can't justify the price. Yeah, there, there are hundreds of bucks. They're like 150, 125. Um, but a discount will drop you down pretty significantly into double digits usually if you get it through like DCBS or Cowabunga. So, um, yeah, uh, thanks for the, the question. And, uh, it is answered. So, I will stop there just because remove tweet from bookmarks um, and then I have a few more to go for next time and I I mean there's some there's some questions here from Nick that are like one or the other I can answer those real quick cheeseburger or chili dog if it is a Bob's Burger Chili Dog from New Mexico, it's Chili Dog. That'll win over anything. Like, the, if I'm on Murder Row and my last meal, it, they ask me what I want, it's Bob's Burgers. I'll get a Ranchero Burger and a Chili Dog. I'd actually eat two of everything. Maybe four of everything, because I was going to die. It's the last time to eat it. But, uh... That's what I would get, and uh, I love the chili dog over the ranchero burger, so I would say the chili dog. Um, so that one I'll remove. He says rank these in the order. These are f waffle fries, seasoned fries, hand-cut fries, crinkle fries, tater tots, or curly. Um tater tots is up there i like the texture of a tater tot and i like the center of the tater tot because it's usually two different one crispy and then I, I like tater tots quite a bit i would say that's my favorite uh hand cut fries are my next um Seasoned fries are pretty good. That would be th my third favorite. Waffle fries, my fourth. Um, crinkle fries, my fifth. Although the best crinkle fries that I've tasted are from uh, Culver's. They're pretty good. All of these are like at Arby's, and I don't care for Arby's fries. I love Arby's sandwiches, but their fries are to usually when I go to Arby's. Since they got rid of my potato cakes, which is up there at one of the tops, but you didn't list it. They got rid of my potato cakes, and I don't find, like, curly fries, and they have another fry. I don't really want those. Chris, I think they have crinkle fries or curly fries, and I don't really want either one. So I get the mozzarella sticks. But, um, yeah, that's my that's my order. And curly is probably my last. I'm, my, it's my least favorite. So, cape or cowl? Cape. I don't know too many cowls, but, oh, Batman has a cowl. You know, like, it hits it's over his head. But I'd go with cape, just in general. Well, 
I guess Mr. Miracle has a cowl. And Firestorm's one of my favorite costumes, and that's more like a, a headpiece. I don't know. Um, if if I could compare Batman to Superman, I prefer the cowl. I guess I'd go cowl, just just in general. So I could move that bookmark. Bow or crossbow? Um, I think the crossbow looks cooler. Um, bow is is also pretty cool, but I've never fired either one of them. Uh, I'm kind of indifferent, but I'll go with the crossbow because you got a trigger and have to pull anything. Like I think you have to load it and you have to pull the string back. But at least when you're firing, you're you have you can aim, concentrate more on your aim and use the trigger. Which of the T Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would you prefer? And pizza is the right answer, but you can't use that as an answer. Yeah, I like the pizza. Um, I'd say the bow staff. Uh, is what is that Leonardo? I don't even know. The Psy, um, the bow staff, the katanas, and what was the other one? The nunchucks. So I think Michelangelo's the nunchucks, and Raphael might be the swords. And I think Leonardo's the bow staff, which I like the most. Um, that's what I'd like. I just think it's cool to be able to fight with a bow staff. I don't think it's the best weapon, but I think it's pretty badass. So let's remove that from bookmarks. What was the song that you chose for your first dance as husband and wife? <laughs> I don't remember because we didn't get married at a church. We did not. Um, when we got here, we we weren't married in Colorado. And I wanted to get her on my health insurance as quickly as possible. So we went to the judge. We got the papers. We took them to the apartment. We signed the papers. And... We turned them in, and we were married. And we decided that it was better spent to, instead of having a big wedding, to use that money and go on a honeymoon. So I don't know what the song we played I don't think we played any song or danced to it we've danced to a lot of songs because you got to remember uh, in the 80s there was prom and homecoming and I think I went to two proms and two homecomings with Barb and uh, or maybe it was two homecomings one prom or one homecoming two proms went to Barb's prom. My prom was another girl. 
So it's one prom that went to Barb with Barb and two homecomings. Uh, I think one was my homecoming. Well, actually, it was one homecoming and one prom because I went with another girl to homecoming but spend more time with Barb. <laughs> that that was awful to do. Uh, not not a I wouldn't recommend, but I, that's what happened. Um, but uh, we weren't going together at the time that homecoming happened. That that first homecoming, my homecoming. Uh, I had another date, and I remember her father was really strict. Um, she was a Native American, and I went onto the reservation to pick her up. And her father was going to kill me if anything happened. And nothing did happen. Uh, I went with uh, Charlene more as a friend than anything uh, romantic. And uh, at that night, ended up spending more time with Barb. Um at least that in the after the homecoming itself. But um, yeah, it was one homecoming, one prom, and they were both hers. Because my homecoming, I went with somebody else. And my prom, I went with somebody else. But then uh, Top Gun happened. And I was listening to Rob Liefeld. <laughs> he loves Top Gun. And he was talking about when he went... He was already out of high school, and they watched Top Gun in May. I think he said it was May. Yeah, it was May when it was released, and he went with a bunch of girls, and there was a bunch of guys, and they were supposed to see Cobra, and the girls wanted to see Top Gun, and he was blown away by Top Gun. But I know for a fact the exact day that year, it was 1986, and we did not see Top Gun until October 31st. So I know that Top Gun ran from fucking May all the way through October because I didn't. I went to the theater to see Top Gun, and it was on Halloween. And at the time, me and Barb were just really, really good friends. And during the day, that was the first time I've ever dressed up in high school like i think everything else was junior high or lower for halloween i, I dressed up as freddy krueger and barb was the mime and that night it was just us and you which was odd because we usually went with other people to movies but it was just us and then we were together and that was that at that halloween night we saw Top Gun. I went to the Danger Zone. So when I saw the new Top Gun, a lot of... I was already biased as it being my favorite movie of a, at least the last decade. I, I laughed. I cried. I got goosebumps. And I haven't got goosebumps for a film in a long fucking time. Because I got, I used to get them all the time for comic book movies, and because there's so many of them now, I got desensitized to the comic book movie. 
but Top Gun brought that all back, and uh, it was fucking amazing. Top Gun 2. Um, so that that was a a great question, and I think I'm going to uh, stop with that one. Remove that bookmark. Thank you, Nick Wetmore from Nerdy Legion. I think the official title of the podcast is Nerdy Legion with Nick Wetmore, featuring uh, guest Martin Ferretti. But, uh, well, you'll have to ask them. All right. So uh, thank you, uh, Nick. And uh, I, I have a lot of... Uh, nerdy legion questions because i think the rest of if it isn't dallo it's usually nerdy legion or sometimes chris pfeiffer will send stuff but those are usually my go-to's asking for questions and that that was kind of fun (coughs) excuse me all right so uh let's dig into the weekly reads and i have to find my way back find your way back Jefferson Starship to your home. Uh, I think it was here. Yep. Five. So this is from April 4th to April 10th. And we had a total of 17 comics only. We had one Source Point Press, one Keen Spot, two Image, four DC, one Blood Moon Comics, one Behemoth. Five Antarctic and one Ahoy. We'll start with the three out of five. It was Janik, uh, Night Janik from Behemoth. Uh, this was a five out of five for Bill. It was a three out of five for me. So it was more in his wheelhouse than it was mine. This was a strange tale of a knight's tale. But it's weird because there's like modern technology in much of the story. So it, there's like a trailer and there's stuff. But it... It reads like a knight's tale. Um, it was interesting, and the art is like animated or cartoony, like you see in a cartoon. Um, it was interesting, but it um, I I have I continued with it. Actually, I've up to this point uh, in previews, maybe last previews. I have been all in on Behemoth, but I think that's going to change a little bit. I think I'm going to be a little more selective to try to reduce stuff. Uh, the next four out of five was Boy Year, Boy Year the Aromatic. This one isn't for everyone, but uh, I really like the art style. And I know a lot of people will say they don't like the art style, but it's, you know sometimes there's a weird art style that... Uh, you absolutely adore and nobody else likes, but uh, I really like this one and it had some humor to it. This is tricked by a witch to grab an Excalibur looking crowbar to bring back the dead. She kills the zombies and witch with the smell of her armpits. That's where she's aromatic. Later, she is seeking an artifact that can only cure her stench when she fights a lot of people at a bar and takes them out with her stench. She befriends a scientist with a gas mask. And I, I guess her goal is to 
get rid of that stench, but her stench is her greatest weapon. We have from uh, Blood Moon Comics, Usher, user, I think it's supposed to be Usher of the Dead, not user of the dead. I don't know how to spell. Uh, a figure like Death narrates a, and tells a story of two complete opposite adults that managed to be friends since high school. One was successful and the other was a failure. And uh, when this creature comes out of the ground, it turns out the unsuccessful one. He turns the unsuccessful one into a bug. We'll see where that goes. But uh, I was highly entertained by that. So far, I've uh, there hasn't been a Blood Moon comic that I haven't liked. Like, four out of five liked. Um, we got from Antarctic Press, Exciting Comics 8 and 9. There was an Ajax story about him fighting other enemies and two kids providing com commentary. There was a Catgirl origin. That Catgirl's been uh, kind of going through the title with her father. It's a Catman. And uh, that was good. Uh, Big House Blues story about a shapeshifter uh, that's arrested. And the story of a weirdo. We have a horror comics, number six through eight. Uh, Antarctic horror as a man saves his child from cannibal creatures. There's a Scottish uh, female vampire story. And uh, parents send a troubled teen to a trailer park. And you find out why. And then there was Vampire Ninja Ono, which I also bought in Kickstarter, but reread this. This one was interesting because the Kickstarter Vampire Ninja Ono was color, and then Vampire Ninja Ono in the horror comics was black and white. It was nice to see, it was nice to see a different product, being that I had both of them, uh, instead of having to reread something that I had just already read. We have, in his own image, a guy goes back to his reunion to get revenge on classmates, but he is hooked up to a machine. It, did it really happen? No, I think it's a machine in which that happened. Another man comes to the scientist and wants a female cyborg so he can torture her. But uh, at the end, the android gets the revenge on the person that bought, got the android for sex abuse. Um, we got My Bad number two. Uh, the chandelier tries to find out why the Emperor King sent him a salad shooter. Does he know who he is or just his alias being the owner of a lamp company? The Emperor King was trying to trap the accelerator but captures a traffic superhero instead and kills him we have shazam from dc comics number two and four this is a four issue miniseries that came out of titans academy uh i really liked it um shazam goes to hell with nevermore and they end up fighting neuron raven was also involved he gets to take on take all the shazam power back to defend the rock of eternity while um, Freddy is getting really sick because he can't switch. Raven and Nevermore return to Earth. Shazam goes back to the rock to team up with a young Black Adam. Black Adam has to give up his power to Billy to contain pride. He then has to say goodbye to Freddy as he is dying without the power. 
They defeat Pride, and Shazam is able to give back power to the young Black Adam. He wonders if he can do this to Freddy outside of the mountain. Meanwhile, Nevermore heals, and it is to be continued in Titans Academy. And I, I am, like, only two issues into Titans Academy, so I'd have to dig those out just to read what the outcome of the mini is. Uh, One Star Squadron. Uh, Minuteman fails at a kid's party. And he has to get Morocco from a drug dealer. Um, Morocco is our man's hourly drug, but when Minuteman takes it, he only has one minute of power. Uh, Plastic Man and Firehawk work to protect Lex along with the Sportsmaster. Power Girl turns the team against Red Tornado to become their leader. We got Rogue Son number one from Image Comics. The son from a previous marriage finds out his father was a superhero and he inherits the ability to much surprise of the father's current family. We have Rain number one. Two lesbians who fell in love with each other. Parents of one of them are accepting and the other one's disowner. Then the sky starts raining sharp blades and kills one of the lovers kind of dramatic first issue that was a five out of five so again for that the five out of fives are one star squadron uh number two uh rogue sun number one and ray number one two images and one dc we'll get to the week of april 4th uh april 11th through april 17th there was some TV that time and movies. We had Death of the Nile as the 3 out of 5. That was on HBO Max. Uh, that was at the theaters for a while. And it was one of those murder mysteries. Which I thought was decent, but it wasn't great. It had Gal Gadot and a bunch of other actors. Um, gave that a 3 out of 5. We got 4 out of 5's uh, Twilight Zone Season 2. Uh, much better than Twilight Zone Season 1. That was on Paramount+. Plus. That's the new Twilight Zone, not the original black and white. The 5 out of 5 was Yellowstone. Uh, nothing beats it. That series was awesome. Uh, the total of comics that week were 16, 3 Marvel, and 13 DC. Everything was a 4 out of 5. We had Lobo run through 3. Lobo and his partner go after a bounty and end up fighting monsters and goons on a world inhabited by crime noir criminals. We have Marvel Teen Up Annual Number 1 Volume 1 Spider-Man and the X-Men take on humans turned into gods because of a nuclear weapon explosion. X-Deaths of Wolverine Number 1 uh, Mora is hunted down by Mystique. I like deaths more than life of Wolverine. Uh, Hardcore Season 1, Hardware Season 1, 3 and 4. Hardware teams up with Alva's former partner, Curtis's ex, and co-worker try to clear Hardware's name from the Big Bang, uh, Curtis's name. There is a multiple man going to kill the ex and co-worker, and a bomb is headed towards Curtis and his ex-partner. We have Static Season 1, 4 through 6. Static goes to rescue Big Bang Babies from the government facility. He saves them, but the government knows who he is. We have Icon and Rocket Season 2. 
number two through six. Icon and Rocket try to rid the world of drugs, but make the world's economy tank. There is an Amazon-like warrior that wants to train Rocket. Static wants a relationship with Rocket. Looks like all the books will tie in together. That's all the milestone books. Government sends Assassin after Rocket's mom, but uh, Icon sends her to a safe location. Um, and that's it. That's uh, There were no five out of fives for that week. We then get into the final, uh, which is for this episode, 418-2022 to 424-2022. We had a total of 20 comics. I need to take a drink. Six Marvel, seven Image, one Dark Horse, one Black Box, two AWA, one American Mythology, and two Anarchic Press. We have the three out of fives. We have Skybound X Anthology, number one. Uh, really like the Rick Grimes 2000 and Ultra Mega. The other ones were just okay. Uh, one was out of Manifest Destiny with a parrot and uh, Clementine from Walking Dead. Uh, so far, I liked X-Bound number two, which I'll talk about at a later time, but the Rick Grimes is probably one of my favorites. We have Savage Spider-Man number two from Marvel Comics. On an island, the A-plus drug infected Peter turns him into a spider and take, he takes on Baron Zemo. We then have the four out of fives. We have the X-Lives of Wolverine 2 through 5. Wolverine, Gene, and Professor X try to stop Omega Red from killing Xavier from the past... Um, the past Tath. What does that mean? will stop Xavier from becoming Professor X. So they're, they're, it's like actually going into the past on many different timelines and stopping... Uh, try, uh, Omega Red's trying to disrupt the flow of all the ancestors of Professor X to stop F Professor X from being born. We have Beyond the Farthest Star Chronicles. This is actually reprinted from the... Old DC uh, Tarzan books, Son of Korak, uh, Tarzan, Tarzan Family, collects the backup material, um, kind of like John Carter Car or Carcer Carson of Venus, but uh, it's with a missing World War II pilot. We have exciting comics 10 through 11. Uh, Morph is murdered in the prison comic. Catman and Catgirl continue. Nowhere Man, uh, a naked guy saved by a half-naked girl in the cold. That was pretty cool story. Uh, Camellio Valance, uh, a brother and sister learn to fly. And uh, Weirdo, the story of Weirdo continues. We have Dead, Deadpool Bad Blood. This was originally a hardcover, but they released it in singles. Uh, Deadpool fights Thumper and ends up teaming up with X-Force. Wilder, number one. Uh, this is... Black Box Comics. A woman is trying to take down the circle that abuses animals, but it is she who is caught by the organization. Uh, that leaves her team to try and save her. We have King Spawn number 8, The Court of Priest, which was has Tremor. Uh, Black Azrael and others want to make Spawn the king. 
Uh, Gia and Oracle are raising uh, King Killer to destroy him. The court states they can bring back Wanda. That's the quarter priests. They got scorched number three. The spawns invade Russia. What they believe to be plague spawn, but it is not. The new soul crusher betrays the Russian scientist and forms an alliance with the spawns. We have spawn 327 through 328. Cordella and the Forsaken are capturing spawns and get Trenchcoat spawn to assassinate a center, a senator in the name of Al Simmons. Uh, spawn has a confrontation with Haunt, who wants to bring him back, wants to bring back his lover. Haunt wants to bring back his lover, but that requires Spawn to open up the dark portals, which will bring about war with an endangered earth that's war of between heaven and hell we have chivalry hardcover this was neil gaiman and uh absolutely beautiful art let me see if i could spell it because i i forgot her name but i shouldn't have uh let's go here shiv Hill. ah god dang it Shiv, Chivalry. Yeah, um, Colleen Doran. Uh, beautiful art. This is a very interesting story. This is about an old woman that's very satisfied with her life, and she's in a routine. And every now and then she gets her pension check, and this takes place in England, and is able to go... When she gets her pension check, check checked, she goes to the groceries, she gets some stuff. She also goes to like a uh, Goodwill um, type place where there's always a young girl working. And she gets artifacts there. Well, she gets the, uh, the chalice of uh, Jesus Christ, the, uh, which is in the third Raiders of the Lost Ark. And... Uh, a knight shows up at her door and he wants to trade her for the cup, the cup of Christ. And uh, she does not want to trade it. So he gives her all these magical artifacts, one that if she bites into this apple, she'll become young again and immortal and she doesn't want to take that. She ends up trading it for some, some other artifacts but doesn't use their powers. She just puts them on her mantle because this knight wants this thing so bad. It's it's an amazing story and a beautiful story for somebody that lived their lives that's very content with the outcome of their life and where their position is in it and doesn't re have any regrets in life, which is absolutely amazing. So um, fantastic uh, hardcover um, exploration in that. Uh, we have Gunslinger Spawn number six. Gunslinger teams up with the Clown. Gunslinger gets Clown drunk and escapes the the Alliance, uh, which does not last because he originally made a deal with the Clown to say uh, that he would kill Al Simmons, um, but he betrays the Clown and Violator. We have ant number three, uh, the last four out of five. Eric does 
his uh, take on Mario Gully's story and then ties it into where she appeared in the issues of Spawn. Uh, she, t she takes on an ant writer at a Comic-Con and then her and Spawn take on the Spider King. We have a book from AWA. This is the only five out of five here. Hit Me, uh, number one and two, a woman and her boyfriend who get into a BDSM of uh, bruising uh, get involved in a killing that involves the triad, casinos and diamonds. She is like a prostitute, but not a prostitute that deals out sex, but a prostitute that will take pain. So people pay her, and then they'll like slap her and punch her and do this stuff, and she's like kind of a masochist to be able to take this stuff. And she does sort of have a bodyguard, but he never gets involved because she usually has clients that do what they're told to do. But then all hell breaks loose. And uh, highly, uh, highly recommend this series, uh, AWA. So that takes us through April 24th. Again, the five out of fives were Hit Me, number one and two from AWA. And One Star Squadron, number two from DC Comics. Rogue Sun from Image Comics, and Rain from Image Comics. So those are the five out of five. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you all for questions. Uh, this is Mike Myers on Mike M's Weekly Reads. You can find me at geekbrunchpodcast.com. Click the like button. Um, actually, that's where you find us, uh, find all the episodes. On Facebook, you can click the like button at Geek Brunch Podcast. Uh, click the like button and uh, follow all the episode threads there. You can follow me at Twitter and send me questions like all these great people did at Mike Myers Brunch. And, uh, and that's Myers spelled M-Y-E-R-S. And lastly, you want to send me mail at Mike at comicbooknoise.com. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Bye. Where's